What's up, Internet? It's Kyle. I'm Stu. And I'm Steph. And together, we are your control panel. Welcome to today's episode of the Control Panel. Today, we have a special guest on, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit on how to be a villain that even Control will love. So Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Ben, and I make monsters. Um, <laughs> I have been tarred with the brush of playing villains for no greater crime than having murdered four NPCs across an eight-week mega game, um, each of whom ha totally had it coming. <laughs> and were were all of those Kyle's NPCs? Just to they were. Remember? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were all mine. Making monsters is a fantastic thing to put on a business card. And if you haven't done that already, Ben, you should. So so tell us about some of your villains. Tell us about some of these characters that are uh, piling up that body count. So it uh, began in my first ever play-by-email mega game with a character called Remulus. He was, in the brief, a feral child who had been found and raised by a sort of a Machiavellian manipulator type character named Lady Helena, who had then turned him into a vampire, which was the central premise of the game, was to do with vampires and dealing with all the consequences and the, the price of uh, vampirism and, I guess, ref a reflection on your humanity. Remulus, on reflection, did not have any humanity, having been uh, raised in the, in the wild as essentially an animal and then raised by a vampire like a vampire even before he was one he ended up killing an npc in week two which everyone was okay with at that point because it was a yeah everyone celebrated that murder evil shapeshifter everyone was like high five Rem, well done yeah um, and to be fair it was a, like an official task to deal with him and he was a cannibal so at that point you were like in the clear and it was also like one of those glorious hero sort of moments, like you led the charge with a whole lot of other player characters too, and I think you were the one who got to deal the killing blow. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a team effort, but, uh, mm -hmm. but I got the, got the killing blow. The character in question was a cannibal. People listening may think, aren't all vampires cannibals? Which leads to a weird sort of, are vampires cannibals because they eat humans who aren't vampires? I think the key thing to take away is by every single definition of cannibalism, this character was a cannibal. He loved it. He was delightfully a villain, and probably the character had the most fun playing, but a terrible person. Just reiterate. He actually did become even more fun after his death, so good job Remulus on that one too. You are most welcome. <laughs> uh, so then, murder number two was the one where I think Remulus started being uh, seen as a villain. There was essentially an evil infiltrator uh, character who was who had found love and was trying to find redemption, turn over a new leaf, or so he claimed. Remulus didn't believe him. Other players were trying to basically help him, and Remulus broke into another player's house while they were trying to figure some stuff out with him and his boyfriend, and Remulus uh, ripped his head off. Subsequently, he was investigated for his purported crime. 
he was publicly called out by uh, Steph's character after he... Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> after he sent to every player character a what he called a confession, but was really just uh, saying, I regret nothing, was challenged to a duel by the leader of the vampires in the city, murdered said leader in the duel, proving <laughs> that he was right all along, obviously, then realised that he had been manipulated by his villainous mother who was working with essentially vampire satan and in the last week while everyone else was gearing up for the big final battle against vampire satan rem ran away and murdered his mother and that may sound incredibly sort of dark and messed up and to an extent it was but i think one of the things i want to talk about is we didn't invite ben on here just to brag about how evil he was because he was actually very compelling and interesting and nuanced with it. Thank you. When you made these choices, and you've already acknowledged that these are quite contrarian choices, and that a lot of people obviously had their own preconceptions and attachments to these characters, like, out of character, how did you kind of justify this decision-making for the character? The first kill, as you've talked about, was kind of built into the plot. It was... Everyone, everyone was okay with that. Later on, I mean, the thing with the the sort of the infiltrator character was, I think he had he had originally been conceived as uh, a villain for the PCs to sort of deal with and kill. It's just that Correct. things had kind of gone in a different direction because of the Ruth made friends. Yeah, the the bonds that player characters had formed with them, the the sympathy that they had uh, shown to his plight, the genuine remorse that he allegedly showed to them i never had a conversation with him so who knows mark was a lovely lovely man yeah but not everybody's like i as the control who was overseeing this ben genuinely had zero interaction with him before killing him none like not a nothing i had never, I had never so much as laid eyes upon him can confirm it is, it is so hard to be unbiased here I just, I can't help feeling like, no, but you can't just decide to murder people without meeting them and, like, coming to your own conclusions. Uh, I, I mean, at the same time, um, and Ben, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, from the outside, if you hadn't met him, this was a character who was the self-confessed infiltrator who had come to the city with the express purposes of harming the its inhabitants, who had killed someone who had also killed someone by the way before this point this is a thing that we haven't said yet this is a character who had a record of killing people before coming to the city didn't he though kill eli's dad sort of upon his request because he was dying of cancer and like yes there but, was a, it was really complicated situation yes, but he also had a long history of pulling the same infiltration tactic in other cities hmm. this is not a one-time offender this is a man with a history of crime. But also, arguably, doing it you know, against his better judgment and happy will because he was being blackmailed into working for Vampire Satan. It's a very complex situation yeah, as a takeaway, I think. It's <laughs> yeah, complex, I think so. I find it interesting like how even now you guys are trying to justify that actually the kill was not okay. No, um, I. so I don't think that. It's... I... It's hard for me to be unbiased because I'm still so strongly connected to my own character who is very against it. 
But having seen Ben play villains from the control standpoint and like hearing you guys talk about Remulus's motives, I fully support like all of his character decisions. But it's still hard for me to like step out of my character's viewpoint from that game to be like, yeah, okay, I guess like Remulus had some good reasons. And like from the outside, you know, he he probably made go a good call from what he knew. Okay, Ben, uh, just a question for me to you. What would you consider the distinguishing, like what distinguishes a villain, which is what we've been using as the term, and an antagonist because mm. I, we've used villain a lot, but I'm not sure if you would classify Remulus as a villain, villain, or just an antagonist to the efforts of others. It's an interesting question. And yes, I, I would say that Remulus was definitely an antagonist in the sense that he, he knowingly and very deliberately made moves against what not all but certainly a lot of player characters wanted to do and indeed a lot of player characters that he was had up until that point been close to so in that sense like actively working against other players i'd say that's basically a working definition of antagonist in uh, this context in terms of a villain it's uh sort of difficult because i feel like the the villain is sort of more of a, a meta label in that they are sort of designed from from the beginning from an outside perspective to be an antagonist for the purposes of the game and Remulus was never designed to be that um, partly because of course while the archetype was conceived by control you didn't know what direction me or whatever other player got assigned with it would go in um, and partly because um, I didn't conceive of him as an antagonist. That's just kind of the way it developed was that his view on things clashed specifically with the people he had been working with up until that point. Funnily enough, if he had started working more with the players who he sort of ended up working with, uh, the more, I guess, sim similarly sort of violent and more hardline kind of uh, characters who were in a, a faction called the Brothers Wrath, he would never have got involved with the, the secret of the Infiltration Wolf and probably he would never have clashed with um, other players in the same way. Were you surprised? Like, was there a moment where you kind of remember thinking like, oh shit, I've become the bad guy now? Or just where you were like, oh, my friends aren't my friends anymore. Like, what was that experience like for you? Oh, I, I very distinctly remember the the point where I made the decision to kill the character Mark that I knew was going to upset a lot of other player characters and the player characters that I had been most close to. I remember that I I messaged Kyle and I said, so I'm probably going to get blood drunk and do a stupid this week. Because <laughs> um, in the process of committing murder, Remulus drank more blood than he would normally do as a vampire in order to buff up his powers. So I, I I knew what I was doing was going to upset and alienate the other players who were involved. You also, uh, way earlier in this, you used the term creating monsters. Where do you think deliberately making a monster 
lies and like the spectrum between the terms we've used villain antagonist and then monster do you deliberately set out to create them i guess <clears throat> i would separate monsters from both villains and antagonists sort of again because i i don't set out to create villains or antagonists i do to some extent set out to create monsters in fact the so monsters in the sense of darker characters who are sort of uh distant or distant from humanity or broken in their humanity and that was very much what remulus uh was um i've talked about how he was um never really human and that was the aspect of the archetype that i found sort of interesting and compelling he was this inhuman thing sort of pretending to to be human and that very much makes it easy to become an antagonist but uh i didn't set out with him to to be an antagonist so that's i guess how i would differentiate monsters antagonists and villains although inevitably it's a venn diagram <laughs> and you are at the center of that diagram i'm kidding i'm kidding so um <laughs> oh gosh I think it was a very bold decision to just sit there and think, yep, I'm going to make this move that's going to really alienate a lot of my allies and sort of friends in character. And I know from watching lots of people in other games, a lot of people probably would be very afraid to do that and probably even would not do that. What makes you different? Why are you able to take these steps? Or what's going through your head when you take these steps that other people are just a little bit sort of more afraid of and unwilling to sort of take? So I'm no stranger to play role-playing a character who is somewhat at odds with their allies in various uh tabletop rpgs i have done this in various different ways playing characters with sort of a uh, secret agendas with motives and goals that sort of partially align or mostly align with the with the party because there has to be a, a certain element of party cohesion while also having either morals or lines that they're willing to cross that maybe don't that don't gel with um other players so that's sort of always the way i've been with role-playing games approaching them from uh less of a sort of playing the hero kind of view and being willing to take morally ambiguous or outright evil decisions uh, and actions in terms of how i approached it in a mega game specifically this is, again it's a it's a bit different you don't have a sort of a, a small party where everyone sort of has been working together and knows each other there are lots of while there were player characters that i knew i was going to alienate that i had been close to uh, there are other characters involved that i didn't know particularly well so who, who knew how exactly they would react so i knew that I wanted to kill this guy based on my knowledge of the of this situation. It's, it seemed the right thing to do. You know, he didn't believe his change of heart at all. Easiest way to solve a problem is to is to uh, kill him. Having said that, I wasn't entirely sure sort of how to go about it. Obviously, I knew I could you could kill NPCs because I'd, I'd done it before when sort of everyone was on board with it but i did go to speak to one of uh, Stu's npcs a, a vampire named oda who was the 
the leader of the more sort of militant <laughs> faction and he said do what you have to do so i mean that right there was i was i was being given permission thanks uh, as far as i was concerned and then as i also mentioned i i told kyle who was a uh, game control what i was uh planning on doing so i figured if i was making a really big faux pas in this um in my first ever play by email control had the opportunity to stop me it didn't just come completely out of the blue i think this that's is true. a really important and useful detail and one of the reasons we like ben he was he thought that ooh, this could cause ripples is it okay and control were like we love ripples go for it i enjoy the passing of the book to me there but actually that's a nice sort of moment of yeah the control characters will advocate for one thing and advocate for another and it's partly intentional so that you can have freedom of choice and won't necessarily alienate everyone don't get me wrong there are choices that might make you a pariah but we try to make it so you can make the more obvious choices and there'll be someone who's on board and someone who thinks you made the wrong call yeah, I mean, the important thing, and I also have this from my own experience, making a similar sort of antagonist, though, again, that evolution was interesting and strange, is that you have to get control on board with you every step of the way. Like, even if in character you're doing deplorable things out of character, you need to absolutely vitally make sure that people involved are informed and that the control overseeing are informed. Speaking of the other game, your character's trajectory went on quite a different angle in your second play-by-email mega game, which we haven't talked about as much here. So I wanted to ask about the impression of other PCs and NPCs on one of your quote-unquote monsters. Like, how much of an impression did those interactions have and like leading you to change the intended trajectory of your character okay so the character i played in my second play by email was called angra her character archetype was appropriately enough uh, the bloodthirsty um definitely didn't use any of our previous knowledge in making that casting decision for ben <laughs> yeah, i wanted to cast him as someone different um, but anyway so Anne was conceived sort of as an antagonist, but in a very specific way, she was conceived as an antagonist uh, for Kyle's character, Elena. They were half estranged half-siblings, and the idea was that we would duke it out and very much be at odds. And that's, well, I mean, we did very literally come to blows in our first interaction, but as the as the game went on they ended up becoming uh close and like real siblings um which was unexpected and while Anne wasn't conceived generally as an antagonist she was definitely a character that i thought would have more antagonistic relationships because she was sort of brazenly and openly violent but weirdly, people just kind of went with it. On several occasions, I just sort of out of the blue challenged people to fights, and more often than not, they'd just be like, yeah, sure, let's have a fight. <laughs> and so she kind of had enough to keep her busy 
with that that she didn't need to go picking a fight with people that weren't up for it mostly yeah, yeah. mostly mostly she did sort of end up committing a murder against a player character in the, the last week of the game assisted by her estranged half-sibling elena which was a nice family bonding moment <laughs> family Weirdly, that slays together really stays was. together yes exactly I just want to take a second to say it's really nice that Kyle and uh, Ben, before the game even started, were like, I'd like to have a rivalry with you. And they talked about it openly. Obviously, they ended up somehow becoming murder friends, but it's a nice thing to think about if you go to one of these games. Being friends with your nemesis is actually maybe a really good way to do it because then you're not, you know, potentially hurting the feelings of a stranger, but hurting the feelings of your friends. And that's what friends are for. <laughs> and that's better. Yeah. And I, and I think also, I recall Ben doing a great job of checking in with Control also about the times that he wanted to do murder. Like, there were times earlier in the game where I remember you being like, well, I'd really like to murder this person, but just didn't seem nice to kill someone on week three. Which we did have sort of contingency plans for, but I think it's it sounds weird to be like, Ben's such a nice guy because he thinks about things before he just murders people. But all, but also it's true. Um, and I think that's that's something that's really important to do when you're when you're playing a more antagonistic or, or villainous or just pugilistic character. Sure, there's a a concept in RPGs uh, referred to as uh, it's necessary metagaming, which is where you get kind of you have the sort of infamous asshole characters who will like do something, steal steal from the party, murder people left, right, and center, and say, "Oh, it's what my character would do." Well, like, well, great. Um, you know, make a different character if that's what your character would do. But also, sometimes, yeah. So in week two of God's War, or maybe week three, early on in God's War, my character had been enough in a prearranged consensual fight with another player character, and they had called the police on the secret underground fight club, which made my character very angry. But maybe murder would have been a bit of an extreme response, but not not out of character. But it would have been pretty unreasonable from a, a meta perspective to like murder someone's character on week two and you know steph said that control had contingencies for that sort of thing but uh you know you can't really depend on that sort of thing although it would be a pretty hard line stance for them to say nope you got killed game over and um, we didn't advertise it either right we weren't like guys it's fine to kill people we'll figure it out so it's it's nice of you to think and be considerate of other characters like that sure so so i just i just bombed his office instead <laughs> as one does okay. there's something right. of an unwritten rule i think when it comes to killing pcs which is it almost certainly won't happen or won't stick until the end of the game depending on what the game is in question because it's kind of a horrible thing for control to do to just you died it's week three sorry bye that's not that's not what happens do you think that, and this is a question for everybody, do you think that like after this we'll be seeing more quote-unquote antagonistic slash monstrous design in PCs going forward? Because obviously it's very much a player choice in concert with Control's approval. And it's, it's obviously very niche, but is something that has shown up in deliberate design in the last two play by email mega games whereas it was entirely kind of coincidental in the previous but there's always kind of been a antagonist pc at one point or another so do you think that's something we'll see from my perspective i'm gonna answer this in sort of two ways i think 
you can never predict what players we're going to bring to the game if they're going to be more antagonistic more sort of pro pvp if when they have contact with another player they will want to resolve it through talking to them or like doing something more drastic because you can't predict what people will do from a game design perspective having the roles that could be more antagonistic but don't have to be is i think really helpful and with regards to are we going to get more antagonistic people Almost certainly we will, and we can't predict how many and how far they'll go. I think a mega game where everyone was antagonistic would be awful, because it would just be meanness all the time. But a little bit of spice is just, as long as you have the right amount, it really helps. Like, that all the NPCs aren't holding hands and singing Kumbaya. That there is some suspicion and antagonism and acrimony. It just makes it a bit more interesting. But yeah, you can definitely go too far on it. I think also from a psychological perspective, this we've now had play-by-email games going on for about a year and a half now, and a lot of people in the community know each other. And I think that people are more okay with being villainous and antagonistic when they know the other people involved, right? They sort of know the social norms of the game. People have demonstrated, here's a way you can do this without being an asshole, you know, and... Also, people perhaps like Ben and Kyle who know each other in advance might say, hey, I'd really like to have this kind of antagonistic relationship. Whereas it, I think people might not have realized it was possible before or just not been comfortable because they weren't as familiar with the setting or the other people involved. Yeah, I think being comfortable with the, the people you're antagonizing is definitely an important thing because as as I mentioned earlier, the, the characters that were most affected by Romulus's murder decisions, or at least his, the the one that sort of kicked off his, in inverted commas, villainy. Those, it was a group of player characters that were the ones that he had been sort of closest to. Similarly, in God's War, Anne's antagonism with Elena, or attempted antagonism with Elena was to do with uh, Kyle and I being friends prior to the game also the character that we ended up uh, murdering was a character that Anne had been quite close to for the first few weeks of uh, God's War before um, it turned out he'd been lying about some things that upset her and ultimately led to the murder and also the the player had been a character who had been one of the one of Remulus's friends in uh, Dusk City who stuck with him after the uh, various murder incidents so uh lesson learned is uh antagonize your friends it's more fun (laughs) yeah absolutely that's what i said yeah absolutely that reminded me of just another example where where i thought you did a good job sort of 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 checking in in terms of your villainy i remember in one of your action resolutions where Anne had just recently found out about the other person's sort of who had been lying to you and Ben wrote in his action resolution, well, if this other person needs a consequence, I would really like for that consequence for me to be to beat them up. And I thought, I thought that was delightful and, and appropriate. And she did get to hit him, but he didn't really take any, any physical damage from it. Yes. I very much enjoyed that because the, the email that the email chain that led up to, to that action and after he had sort of confessed to keeping this uh, secret from Anne. Right then, if if it were not for the, the limitations of sort of actions and generally, you know, not being a dick and killing people before the end of the game, 
Anne would have killed him, attempted to kill him right there on the spot. Instead, she just threw some furniture across the room. <laughs> yeah, less a question, more advice for anyone who does try it. I think as well, what I learned is you you kind of have to have a sort of either a thick skin and or just an acceptance of being unpopular in character and it becomes a bit of a lonely experience. I'm, I'm not sure if it was the same for you, Ben, but when I was doing it, I ended up fairly isolated from a lot of the other cast because you're doing things that are very unpopular. You're doing things that will quite rightfully earn you the sort of scorn and anger of a lot of other people. So how how did you find those like last two weeks or so yeah so that being sort of uh, somewhat isolated definitely happened in the last two weeks of dusk city with romulus or especially the in the last week so the in the second to last week it the, the week actually started off pretty normal because uh, people didn't yet know what i had done very quickly once the, they found out conversations with people that had previously been um, sort of regular conversation partners throughout the weeks sort of went through the you know shock and outrage and so forth and then you know they uh, somewhat understandably didn't want to continue having those conversations with uh, Romulus equally because those prior relationships were essentially uh, ending Romulus re reached out to other other player characters that he hadn't uh, spoken to much before that he didn't uh, know so well. So even if you, you know, alienate uh, a bunch of player characters, usually there's there's enough player characters out there who uh, have been playing enough sort of different parts of the game that you'll find some people who are still willing to talk to. And of course, there's uh, there's always NPCs. But in the final week of um, Dusk City. It was uh, both a combination of having alienated a bunch of friends and also the fact that most player characters were busy planning the final battle against Vampire Satan, which Remulus was like, I'm having nothing to do with this. Uh, you're all going to die and I'm running as fast as I can in the opposite direction. So a lot of the conversations that were happening that week, I presume, were about a thing that uh, Romulus wasn't going to be involved in. And that was sort of a, as an aside from having alienated a bunch of characters due to his actions. So he had a, a pretty quiet week in that final week, but equally there were some very unexpected new relationships that formed in those uh, last two weeks. So there was uh, another character who was played by Kyle who actually um, was impressed by... Remulus brooking no fools and getting shit done when he killed the leader of the of the of the vampires in the city and ended up having not spoken to her before the the last two weeks ended up becoming uh, one of his closest friends by the end of the game mainly because he didn't have many left but still any last questions for Ben or comments from you Ben doing bad things is fun everyone <laughs> should try it good advice. And I'm going to counter that by saying well, doing bad things is fun, but don't feel like you have to. And particularly if it's your first game, if you want to take it easier and be more friendly, that's fine. 
don't feel encouraged to be antagonistic and mean unless that's something you want to do, in which case, please go ahead, but do it respectfully. And counter-counterpoint, sometimes you do things and you don't realize, or you're not fully aware of the fact that it's going to make a lot of people pissed. Do your best to ride out the wave, because sometimes it happens. Some people do shit, and they don't deliberately mean to antagonize others, but it happens, and you're just like, oh god, oh no. So if that happens to you, you can talk to Control, you can talk to your other players out of character and be like, wait, why is everyone mad at me? Yeah, that was going to be my advice as well, is it's really good if this is something that you want to do with your characters, this is a direction you want to go in, check in with other characters, check in with Control, make sure that everyone is doing well with it out of character so that everyone can have fun. Thanks so much for joining us, Ben. My pleasure. And that's all for today. Thank you for listening. I love Michael. Hopefully we can fix that in editing.